never gonna tell me that the hot dog place around the, the corner has anything better than a bee anyway so like <laughs> I love and i place. still eat there once every that's six the months. place that i asked for a cheese dog and they gave me a hot dog wrapped in a cold slice of american cheese <laughs> make believe money make believe money Three fine folks discuss fictional finance, make believe money. Welcome to Make Believe Money. I'm Liz. I'm Damon. I'm Dan. What Dan, what talk about we do? <laughs> you want to take that again? Woo! <laughs> I stand by what I said. <laughs> Well, today, Damon and I will be talking about Austin Powers. And I'll Liz let my mouth flap over here. Liz will sit in the corner and think about what she's done. It's, it's, it is early for us to be recording. It's it not is. early for humans to be awake, but it's early for but us to be But that means we're the most sober we've ever recorded this. True. I don't know. I had a cold once. That seems like less than sober. No, that's true. You know? In the other direction, I would say. Ultra sober? Yeah. So sober that you're not sober anymore. I mean, you do get out of it when you're sick. Right. Yeah. Okay. Anywho. But not because of anything I put in my body. <laughs> well, Just well because germs. Of yeah. I didn't put it there. Didn't you? Did you wash no. your hands good enough? Yeah. Yeah. Did you count? Did you say happy with, birthday three wash, times? I work with hands? children. They have Did you gross wash your thumbs? Jam hands. Because if you, next time you wash your hands, if you think about it, most people don't wash their thumbs. Oh, that made me think that, about washing your like, hands. You tend to do this. That's and you as rarely rude of a thing. Get your thumbs. You're holding your thumb. Oh, I aggressively. All right. Fine. Is that I mean, like a... still? No, but he's right. I don't really wash my thumbs. So start Touch washing thumb. your thumbs, everybody. Uh, this just makes me think that's like the rudest PSA. thing you could do to a person. Of like, uh, than the thing my dad used to do to people when they were like about to take a golf swing. He'd be like, "Do you inhale or exhale when you swing the golf club?" And they'd be like, <laughs> "I don't know that I breathe at all." <laughs> like, <laughs> But now that you're like, do you wash your thumbs when you wash your hands? I'm like, I don't think I do. That's I, one of do my, I? <laughs> that's one of my favorite 30 Rock jokes of all time when like Kenneth is like, Liz, do you have a moment? Or can she's like, I don't know. Can you walk and talk? And he goes, well, normally, but now you got me thinking <laughs> about it. There it is. And he like dials it in. <laughs> oh, uh, anyway. Chewing gum and walking. And now I'm thinking about my breathing and it sucks. I know. I'm aware of my tongue. Um... <laughs> <laughs> And all our listeners are. You're welcome. Never hey, listen to this again. Liz has a tongue. It's <laughs> oh, sitting I in their her own mouth. Thumb. Oh, your own. Their own. Uh, I'm aware tongues, of my thumbs. I'm aware of my tongue. I'm aware of if I'm breathing in or out. Life is hell. Uh, that's why the body takes care of this. I might us. just die. <laughs> just be like, hold my breath until I die. Dan, what are we talking about today? I already said Austin Powers. Did and you? I stand by that. <laughs> I don't remember you saying it. Inter- International Man of Mystery. Oh, okay. Which one? The first one? The first one. Okay. Well, plot go on. Plot. We normally oh, do. Okay. do plot. Damn so, Damon do plot. Me do plot? Yeah. I haven't watched this movie in 15 years. Fine, then do rating. Um, <laughs> so the plot of the movie is that a British spy in the 1960s and his arch nemesis cryogenically freeze themselves through a set of circumstances. The first act is the one I remember the worst. Um, I think it's like 
Dr. Evil has plans in the future, and they're like, the only person who could help stop him would be Austin Powers, so we're going to have yeah. to freeze him. Okay. And Austin Powers keeps foiling his plans, and he's tried to kill him unsuccessfully, so his backup plan is, I will freeze myself, and then in the future... There will when, be no Austin Powers, and I will be unstoppable. Yeah. Okay. And Austin Powers then volunteers to get himself frozen so that whenever this great evil arises, he will be there to meet it. Yeah. And they are brought out of it in the 90s. Yep. Yes. 90s. And, um... Oh, a groovy time. <laughs> what's his... What's the... 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 Dr. Evil's plot He's there? got a... It's Preparation He's, H, right? <laughs> he kidnaps a... A missile, a nuke. He kidnaps a nuke, and he puts it in a big you call drill. It kidnapping I think it's, a person. I think it's just <laughs> <steals. theft. laughs> He steals a nuke, but a sentient one. And then you have a nice little song oh, about how the nuke doesn't want friends. to kill people. No, uh, yes, he he thefts a nuke, iron giant, and he puts it in a giant penis-shaped drill that is going to drill down to the planet's core, explode, and set off every volcano on Earth. Yes. Okay. If Unless he doesn't get pays him $1 million. $1 million. Which he then Which... changes to $100 billion. Because he didn't adjust for inflation. Right. Okay. Well, mainly we're going to talk about well, oh, a few sick. other things. <laughs> cool. Uh, Thanks for helping me out with all that, guys. Yeah. And he's got a, a clone son who is now a surly teenager. Yes. I remembered like I remember just the jokes. Like I remember the penis shaped drill and everything, but like I couldn't I'll tell, tell you, you like I watched the... this for this because I had been jonesing to watch it because it is so stupid, but it is so is I it find still it does it hold funny. up? Uh, there's a few things that miss, but like honestly, it's still worth an hour and a half of your time. That's it's fair. like an hour and twenty minutes to Aww. just sit there and watch them make stupid jokes. And the good thing there, there's a few that are more off color now than they would have been then. But like, they're not enough that it's like you can't like watch that anymore. Give it another twenty years. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> yeah, guess. that's why I was like, I'll watch it now. Um, uh, but it's just, and I mean, that's why you remember the jokes because it is like a Mel Brooks movie, wherein it is a joke conveyance method. The plot is a joke conveyance. The, the whole plot's the MacGuffin. Yeah, it, it, it is not made for you to be like. This scene furthered the plot. It was made for you to be like, I chuckled at that. Let's move on. <laughs> that was a good time. Yeah, we all had fun here. So, uh... Ratings? Ratings. I'm going to go ahead and start, and I'm going to say I'm a five. I watched it a bunch, and I've seen all of the Austin Powers movies, but it's been, like... I have it on DVD, but I haven't cracked that DVD open, and I'm pretty sure my parents never cracked that DVD open when they bought the movie, so... Hello. Oh, no. Don't walk on the soundboard, kitty. Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say a five. And there's a cat in the microphone. You're welcome. Turn out what's your rating? Meow. Sniff, sniff. Meow. Meow. You don't talk on command. Apparently no. not. <laughs> Only when you absolutely don't want it. You're like, I don't, don't shut speak. up on command. <laughs> uh, I'll go a six just because, like, I was... Um, this is the most dangerous thing we've ever done recording. There's a cat like hanging on out right the here, table. thinking about chewing on a wire. No, no don't please chew don't. wires. I think he's okay if he just wants to lay there. That's fine. Yeah, that's oh, fine. I love him here. This is great. Yeah, I just am very afraid he's going to just pounce on something and destroy oh, no. us all. This is like he's he like will decide to be done boy. with this eventually, but when he insists on like this, he's good for a bit. Right. I love this. Um, nice? I'm gonna give myself a six just because like I. I enjoyed Mike Myers quite a bit um, coming out of like his tenure on Saturday Night Live and Wayne's World and Austin Powers. Like um, 
I would say those three things together uh, made him somebody that I followed quite a bit when I was like an adolescent, uh, you know, consuming comedy and whatnot. Um, but of course, as we all know, that fell off pretty quickly <laughs> um, <laughs> about the time that like uh, Shrek, Three, like uh really picked up steam revenge of the shrek, uh, shrek 15 the amityville horror <laughs> amityville comma shrek uh but like i, I love the austin powers movies when they were in you know in vogue um but that said like i just said like i haven't watched any of them in like 15 years um for numerous reasons um but like i do remember them fondly and um I'm just sitting here thinking about when he's trying to turn that little cart around in the, in the, in the hallway. hallway. Is that is that in one or is that in three? In I one. think that's in all of them. It's, actually. All of them. No, it's definitely in one. It's like a it is like a Mel Brooks thing where like if a joke worked the first time, he's gonna do it till it doesn't work anymore. Oh, for sure. Uh, that makes me think of um, Mike Myers is hosting the Gong Show now. I don't know if it got renewed, but he like was pretending he was not Mike Myers. Like it's been this. Uh, oh, he's pretending he's the guy from. Um, is he pretending he's Mike Myers? Because I got to tell you, as Mike Myers has aged, he now looks a little bit like the Mike Myers Halloween mask. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Have like, you seen? Look at those two next to each other. <laughs> there was a, a spread in Entertainment Weekly for the new Halloween movie, and it's Jamie Lee Curtis answering the door uh, to a whole bunch of little kids dressed as, as Michael Myers, and then one kid dressed as Mike Myers. <laughs> and it's very funny. Didn't get the memo. Yeah, it's so good. I like that quite a bit. So what was your actual number rating? Did I six? Hear it? Okay, it was a six. Yeah. Six. Um, like I said, I just you know I enjoyed Mike Myers quite a bit until uh, he kind of quit. Mike Myers like shows up hidden in a lot of things. Yes. Like if you look at his IMDb, like he's been in like a he's ton been in Glorious of, Bastards. So. He is like two or three times. Like, oh. Yeah. So he's like the commander who like tells them their mission yeah. before they go to um to Germany it's and he's also Hitler I'm pretty sure oh, no way really yeah it's I think so interesting because he has changed appearance enough over the years that like he can almost get away with that you know what I mean like there's yeah. some actors who've been popular their whole lives or like didn't don't look that different that it's like hard to put them in certain roles because mm-hmm. you're like oh that's Austin Powers but like he has changed his look enough that it's almost pull offable yeah. yeah I like him generally I think yeah. like uh one of my favorite movies growing up was so I married an axe murderer have you ever seen that one? Yeah. It's kind of lame. It's very it's, charming, actually. It's very charming. There's yeah. this whole section where he plays his own dad, and like he's got like a younger brother who has like a like a white kid fro of orange hair, and he's just like, Hid, move, get out of the way, I can't see the TV. <laughs> <laughs> like you look like a grapefruit on a toothpick, and it's so good. <laughs> he does a fair amount of like playing multiple characters in his I mean, in this he plays both Austin Powers and Dr. Evil. Yeah, and no, Fat Bastard doesn't show up until in the second, the one. second yeah, one. He's not in this one. But um, yeah, he's like all over the place. Yeah, I like these movies. All right, uh, I'm <laughs> what is your rating? Myself, probably a seven. Okay, basically the same as Damon. I enjoyed them quite a bit, especially the first one growing up, and like watched them a fair amount, and then went a very long time between seeing them. The only reason I'm giving myself a seven instead of a six is I watched this last week because that's fair. I was bored and wanted to see it, and it was like, oh, that'll be a good angle. I was thinking of like, what can I do for our podcast? And I was like, an hour and twenty minutes of watching Austin Powers. That's I could right. do that. Yeah, that's, that's a cross I'm willing to bear for the listener. So, um, so I watched it very recently. Um, I like that very much. Yeah, and it's quite good. That makes me want to dig it out of the DVD pile and and watch it again. I like it enough that I'll put it this way: I like it enough that it was five dollars to rent on Amazon or fifteen dollars to buy, 
and I bought it because I did the math of like, I think I will watch this two more times. Make it worth it. In my life. Yeah. Show it to a kid or have a sick day or whatever. So I was like, that makes, if that's my break even point, it'll happen. That's a good point. I guess I should have bought Poltergeist instead of renting it then because renting it was like $3.99 and buying it was $7.99. I never think about doing that. I always do the math. Yeah. Um, just like that makes sense, Dan. Well, yeah, that's who I am. <laughs> but like, because there are some that are like, oh, it's like forty-two dollars to buy or like six dollars to rent. And I'm like, I'm not gonna watch this nine more times in my life, but especially I... if it's super new. But old movies, a lot of times, it's like four ninety-nine to rent or ten ninety-nine to buy. And I'm like, all right, that's I'm gonna buy that. Yeah, I see. Like in our like post ownership digital market thing, like I. I never consider that I own it anyway when yeah. I own it. So sometimes it that doesn't factor sometimes in. It is hard sometimes too. Like I bought Rogue One because I love Star Wars and I want to own them all. And then it's been on Netflix for like three years. So I think I've watched it twice in the last three years and both times on Netflix forgetting that I own it. Ah. So like at some point in the future, maybe it'll go off and I'll be glad to have it. But every now and then you do buy something and you're like, son of a bitch. I've got a copy of Crash in my DVD collection that I can't get rid of. So <laughs> <laughs> sometimes buying is, I guess, not the best option. Well. You were in college in like I was. 2007. Also, what do you mean you can't get rid of it? Like it's I got rid of the jewel case. It's just in like a floppy who's a bobber. So like I can't, I mean I guess I could like you know literally you throw, throw it out away. a window, right? Like it will disappear. It just seems so wasteful. I thought you I thought you meant like I've it I've tried leaving back. it places and it keeps <laughs> coming back. It's like those dummies in every movie about a dummy. Yes. But yeah. it's like a dumb You seal movie. it up in the attic and then it's like still sitting on the stoop like, you ah! hear a distant Dave Matthews band like. <laughs> Does he feature heavily in I that know, movie? he's like the, he's, he. I think he wrote the like song that they like got nominated for. Song. The Oscar song. The one where they had like in everybody awesome like, in Awesome Powers, <laughs> where they had everybody like contact <laughs> improv through <laughs> like wrecked cars and uh, smoke. You have to look it up. If you look it up on the internet, the like crash into me. Uh, I didn't really want to revisit crash. You should like, absolutely. Yeah, this is longer than just I wanted like, to talk about it right now. To be honest, feel with you. some. We no shame. longer live in the post-racial world that crash tried to like, pretend that we were. We pretended yeah. to exist in. So like, only only yeah. white people can pretend that the world like works like that. You know. Yeah. Good job, us. <laughs> um. Anyway, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. Yes. Is post-racial. <laughs> Uh, Yikes! Nope. Not really. <laughs> it is not. I there's like I'm trying to think. I'm like there's like two black characters. Yeah, in the, the whole franchise. One. Yeah. <laughs> no, in the first one, oh, there's oh, really? one guy who like counts down and one security guard who runs around. I mean, not characters. They to be don't clear. pass the they are, international Bechdel test. Yeah, they are not like characters. To be clear, I mean like actual people you see in the movie. Sure. Sure. Okay. It's not great. No, but, but you know. Again, 1997. Yeah, I mean, they weren't forward thinking, but unfortunately, I also don't think like they were. I think they were racist quickly... by the time standards. I think no. they were what the time made them. Yeah. So okay, we're gonna talk about inflation. We're gonna talk about two things. Um, well, yeah, a couple of things. So we're gonna talk about inflation, just the sheer what amount of money are they asking for? Okay. But they also talk about Virchicon, the evil company that Number Two uses to finance all their. Op- uh, operations oh, that he's okay. like built into a multinational conglomerate <gasps> over the 30 years that Austin pa- or that Dr. Evil has been asleep. Oh. So I also want to talk a little bit about that. Is number two played by Will Ferrell in this movie? No, no. he is Mufasa. Mustafa. Mustafa. Yes. Which is another one where you're like, yeah, Mah. you could have just, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> he does have a very funny bit where they like try to kill him and then he's oh, still he, alive like, for a long time. It's like they fall I'm down very a pit. badly burned. <laughs> 
I do love any kind of bit like that. Down to shoot him. Boom. Says I was saying, you shot me. <laughs> you shot me right in the leg. <laughs> See, I remember this bit, but I don't remember that being Will Ferrell. Now it is. It is I'm down to a five. Will I'm sorry, guys. Okay, we'll watch it later. We'll boost you back up. <laughs> Again, we'll, I'll give you my Amazon login. You can go watch it on the my my own now owned copy. Oh, you said no, it might DVD. almost yeah. be easier than breaking the DVD out though. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just get through the one million hundred billion dollars stuff because I think that's interesting. But I mean, it's not. No, that yeah, interesting. Yeah. We so. talk about inflation. Inflation is like my favorite topic to talk about on this show. So, so here's the thing. He Being asked, in that that most movies happen in the past, it comes right. up a lot here. Yes, or sometimes in the future, like Futurama, where they're like the shares are a hundred dollars, and you're, you're like, like, don't. No, take they that. are not. <laughs> that's less than a tenth of a cent. <laughs> um. So anyway. He wakes up from 1967 into 1999 and asks for a million dollars. Right. And everybody laughs, and everybody laughs at him. And say, so instead he goes, oh, a uh, hundred billion dollars. And then everybody like gasps and like, <gasps> yeah. what a terrible ransom. One million dollars in 1967 inflated to 1997 would be $4.8 million. That's it. That's it? He was not He's asking, asking for, for enough lot. money even in the 60s. No. Maybe uh, just maybe a million dollars could get you a lot more, regardless of inflation. You know, yeah. things just cost. I think you just clutched your pearls harder because, like, we hadn't been conditioned that like a million dollars was like even a number that we could consider. You know, you shouldn't. And be like allowed. a million dollars is still a lot of money in the '90s, so maybe they're like, oh, he went from like a lot to ridiculous. But like, actually, yeah, even in the '60s, if you had a nuke and you were holding the world hostage, you should be asking for more than the equivalent of four and. Point eight million dollars. Yeah, very silly. I guess and like Virtucom will produce far more than that. They say they have revenues of over nine billion. Wait, Virtucom's not a real thing. No. Okay. No. It's this <laughs> evil empire about? that uh, Number Two has created from like nothing. And they're like a like. It a... says they started as volatile chemicals. And yeah. he, ch- he changed them to communication, and they now own cable companies That's in what 38 I thought. states. I forgot that they were a cable a company. In, a steel mill in Cleveland, shipping in Texas, oil refinery in Seattle, and a factory in Chicago that makes miniature models of factories. <laughs> 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 because they're so like showing show. this on a map where like they keep lighting up miniature Little factories. factories. <laughs> and so the last one is a factory in Chicago that makes miniature <laughs> models of factories. Mike Myers is a very funny man. <laughs> But yes, they're a cable company because that's of what course they're a cable an evil company. company would do. I love Although that. Nowadays. I also love that um, Frau Brissena is the one who started the evil arm of the Salvation Army. Because that makes me laugh very hard every time. Do you know Frau Brissena, the founder of the evil wing of the Salvation Army? <laughs> stupid. Oh, I love this um, stupid movie. So yes, anyway, he's only asking for like $5 million. Which is not a lot. So if he then flips it to 20 or $100 billion, he should have then equivalently in 1967 been asking for 20 and about a half billion dollars. So like so the, the billion was still on the table here. He so basically been the math for doesn't billions. line up. Either yeah. in the 60s, he should have been asking for 20 billion and then now asking for 100 to adjust for inflation. Or if he was asking for a million back then, he should only be asking for four and a half million now, which means he is bad at doing evil because like he should be adjusting that number upwards big time well like, what do you do with the money once you get it you know like because it's not like you spend it anywhere you held a bunch of countries hostage they're not gonna let you spend that money well i mean in theory you you hide it 
And then have like, you not been listening it. to this show? Yeah, you're you, right. Like, you, you launder the money. You buy stuff through shell corporations and trusts oh. and all sorts of other stuff. The bigger thing is like, how do you enjoy that money? Right. Because you are now on the to assassinate list for every High country. Up. Yeah. Forever. Like you can't go nowhere. So like yeah, it's like oh now I'll you take have a an underground this money. Like you're gonna get shot. Yep. But yeah, but yeah, you basically you have to live in like an underground bunker. Now, in, admittedly, you can like put all the luxuries I guess that you want in it. You just um, have to have them brought to you. Yeah, I mean, you in theory by you have not them shipped, You have them shipped somewhere to Virgicon, and Virgicon ships them to you. And like you, you off, obfuscate where they like go to. But I mean, at the end of the day, like if I had a lot of money, I would want to do cool things. And like have neat experiences, and like you can't. See, this is where I think a lot of Bond villains get it right, where like their identity is kind of semi secret. Yeah. Like yes. you know, like they know the government always knows like their moniker or like yeah. who they are. But like, yeah. there's always the scene where like James Bond is like playing poker with somebody, and like the guy next to him is actually the the super right, villain. but he doesn't right, think know? it is because he's got a weird like doesn't look like him at yeah. all body double. Yeah. Also, Claw from Inspector Gadget. I hated that show. Like superheroes, if you think about it, like in most, like superheroes keep their identity secret, but most supervillains do too, right? Yeah. And some of them, you know, but like the Riddler and like the Joker, like they're not out there. Like, oh, by the way, I'm also like Bill Smith on the weekends. You know what I mean? Like, here's my card. Yeah, you. (laughs) I sell real estate. You are better off keeping your identity secret if you can, and like doing all this through like an anonymous style, like wire the money to this. Because, yeah, like, he is a celebrity villain, which is great, I guess, but what the hell are you going to do? Yeah. Unless you, like, go live on the moon. You're not, it's not like, oh, I'm going to go to Niagara Falls. Yeah. And then you'll get assassinated. I so think you have to be, like, the, a total agent of chaos to be out with your own name. Right. But if in that, if you're an agent of chaos, why do you want money? Right. right? Then, Wouldn't you be better off just blowing up the volcano? But that's the thing. If you're going to do that and you're, you're, like, you don't actually want money, you should ask for a sum of money no one could provide you with. The alternative is is that you have to be uh, like the head of state of uh, a country. Sure. Because I think like Doctor Doom, Doctor Doom gets to operate like fully out in the open. He's right. the because he's the monarch of Latveria. Latveria. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just close enough to Latvia to not get sued. Uh. But um, I don't think La- I don't think Latvia was in. Hey, I don't think Latvia like technically existed <laughs> when they created <laughs> Latveria. I guess that's a um, good point. <laughs> Uh, the other thing I will say is Dr. Evil is somewhat an agent of chaos because he does say he's going to take their money and then, like, do his evil plan Do it anyway. anyway. Which is my but big thing for a lot of these things. You're going to ruin the whole like, world where you're going to spend that money. People need to be better about hostage negotiation of, like, like, put it on a timer, wire me the money, and then I'll open the doors or something. Like, what would keep these people... Like, what would keep him from doing it? I don't know. I would not... If I was the international community, I would not pay if... I had no guarantee they like, then they Don't still have a nuke. Like, what's to keep them from being like, okay, cool. I won't blow up all the volcanoes, but I'll just nuke Paris. Right. Like, cause fuck Paris. Like, I just, you know what I mean? Macarons like, you have no guarantee. Like, <laughs> I'm buying my future security in theory, not just buying you to stop doing this for 10 minutes and right. then get back on the horn and be like, thanks. You bought yourself 24 Psych. hours. Now get me another hundred billion. I'm not going to do it to you today. Yeah, that's dumb. Um, What's the best way to do an international crime? <laughs> that I don't know. Oh, hold on. I'm looking when Latvia was created. <laughs> uh, declared 1918, recognized 1921. So but then weren't they absorbed into the... 
Soviet yes, Union. Soviet and Nazi occupations till 91, announced independence in 90. Yeah. But, independence in 90. But so, here's the thing. Latvia was a country that people knew of when they were writing a Latveria. Uh, ish, but like they didn't know that they were going to regain their independence. Yeah, well, no, no, no. But yeah. yeah, you can name And the Cold like War, they thought the USSR was going to last forever. So, Well, that's one of my favorite lines in Austin Powers, where he comes out of the freezing and there's a Soviet general there as well from the United Nations. They're like, this is so-and-so from, uh, like, the Soviet Union or Russia or whatever. And he goes, ah, finally took down those commie or those uh, capitalist bastards, eh, comrade? Austin, we won. Oh, <laughs> smashing. <laughs> he, like, immediately, like... Know which side your bread is buttered on. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> um... Okay, what was the other thing you wanted to talk about? So that's that. Basically, he's not asking for enough money. Yeah, should ask for more money or just do an international chaos crime and burn with the rest of the world. Yes. The other thing I wanted to talk... I have two other things I actually want to talk about. One, should they pay it? No. Um, and two, how much is Virgicon worth? So you tell me where you want to go. Well, I come down hard on the, like, don't pay that money because you can't guarantee that it won't happen. And also, you have an Austin Powers. Yeah, well, from that standpoint, yes. But I was more saying, like, how much is $100 billion, like, in the oh, world? Oh, like, if countries oh. got together to, right, like, to would pay. it be that much of an impact? I was going to say, $100 billion doesn't feel like a lot, like... Collectively amongst collectively all, amongst all United Nations. So let's talk 150 about it. countries? 121? Uh, I don't know actually how many are in I think the I, UN. I get the number of bones in the body and <laughs> the number of countries it's in the two, world confused. 200 200 is the number of bones. It's like 208, yeah. I think. Um, really depends on how old you are. And if you're counting all <laughs> your teeth. Oh, don't do that. Uh, 193 Ugh. countries. 193. Uh, that are member states of the United Nations. And two that are non-member observer states: the Holy See and the State of Palestine. The Holy See. Oh, hold on. The Vatican. Oh, okay. I just yeah. thought. <laughs> Does that mean North Korea is in there, or is it just not recognized as a sovereign state? It might. It might not, not be, be recognized as a sovereign state since a they are technically colony. still at war with South Korea. Yeah. And aren't know. they like? Um, There's 206 bones. <laughs> So 270 similar. at birth. Ew. And they fuse together. Fuse your skull. Ugh, weird. You dumb baby like with your like flexible skull. <laughs> all right. So anyway. Yuck. Um, and because you got all your teeth in your head already. Like they're just growing. Yeah, humans are creepy. Yeah, they're humans just hanging out in there. Have you seen like, it's very sad, but have you seen like skulls of children where like they have it cut open so you could see the baby, the adult teeth behind the baby teeth? Yeah, I think teeth? they do that at Body World. Yuck. No, thank you. I'd prefer not to be human anymore. <laughs> don't worry, you no longer have those. There's one be like, like, a, be like a bird with a beak. Like, that no, I want to be like an ant where all my organs are just floating in goop and my skeleton's on the outside and I know where everything is. <laughs> and you can't die from falling. No, and I don't have to make any decisions because we all make decisions collectively. We are one. <laughs> <laughs> well, until the fungi gets in your brain. And then I climb to the top of a tree and sprout. Yep. It's so gross. Yeah, but being alive is yeah. horrible. Being alive is horrible. In any, just any generally, time. I want to be a tree. <laughs> I think that's bad too. We've just watched by some trees that had horrible leaf fungus. Mm. Anywho, <laughs> no good life to live. So let's go down the should they pay it route. So okay. it sounds like if there's 193 member nations, that's like half a billion dollars from each of them. But you'd probably Basically. split it up based on like GDP versus. No, we split so, it evenly down the middle. 
I think that's so, the yeah. kind of thing that America would say at a dinner table where we were like confronted <laughs> with a check. Let's go Dutch. Yeah. Or a, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like uh, Obama president. He ordered three bottles of wine, but he's like, and he drank all of them by himself. But he's, he's like, like, let's like, go Dutch. As a group, we all ordered three bottles of wine. And so <laughs> we've got like, uh, well, that's not even and the like, Dutch are over there, like, no, no, no. We only ordered a salad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's not even like how NATO works. It's how much you're supposed to spend a certain percentage of your GDP on defense. You don't give it to NATO. Like <laughs> people have this idea, like we give them a hundred billion dollars yeah. and no one else throws any money in. But like that's not what that we means. We spend X amount on ourselves that we would have spent anyway, and we're mad that other people are not spending as much on themselves. It's not like they yeah. honestly NATO's just holding us back, like. <laughs> Uh, they w- I mean, we blow past what we're supposed to. I think we're supposed to spend like 2% of GDP on defense. Uh, everything's garbage. And so like Trump has this, like people have this idea because of Trump that it's like, oh, well, we gave them $50 million and no one else footed the bill. It's like, no, no we spent money we would otherwise spend. And other people went, huh, we could provide more services to our citizens by not wasting it on tanks. Yeah, let's do we that. We don't need when we're not actively at war with anybody. Uh, and also, we disincentivize them to do because of how much we spend on our own military because they're like, oh, the U.S. will step up. And then we spend a lot on our military. Like, so just spend less on our military then people wouldn't get that idea. Anyway. <gasps> so here's the interesting part. NATO actually only has its own military budget of about $1.4 billion. Oh. oh. Because, so- again, they have peacekeepers that they send into certain areas but in theory, it's more of a everybody brings their military to a joint action if something happens. Okay. So in theory, like, NATO's not going to pay it. NATO's basically the HOA of all countries' militaries? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. And well, the UN budget is only f- about $5.5 billion. Oh. Because, oh. again, most of the things that both of these organizations do are, like, we all agree to do this together... With so, our own money. Yeah, yeah, we'll all do it in the way that we can do it with our own monies like we normally so would. So they're, they're pretty just m- an organization. Yeah, and they're pretty much just paying for like an office building to like operate. Yeah, pretty much. And like some staff. I mean, it's yeah. really kind of like, it's kind of like a neighborhood organization, right? Where yeah. It's like you pay member dues to vote, but if you want to like, if your building wants to spruce up their gate, like you pay for it. It's just uh, you get approval from the neighborhood organization to make it blue or whatever the hell you want to do with it. So mm, yeah. Anyway. So unless us, you live in one of the five most profitable houses, and then you get to just say no whenever something mm-hmm. comes up that you don't want to happen. Yeah, if you're the rich old people living <laughs> yeah. in the corner, you just say mm, no. We don't believe in those type of no. trees. Like okay, um, rather not. Thanks. So what, like, you need me from a their budget standpoint. They're not going to be able to pay for it. No, like. So it would have to be collective action. It would have to be a collective action. So with 193, yeah, everybody could do about a half a billion dollars. That being said, the U.S. alone spends about 700 trillion on their military. Jesus. Oh, sorry. No, 700 billion. Okay. 700 trillion. Wait, wait, no. (laughs) 700 billion on their military. Our overall U.S. spending budget yearly is about $4 trillion, including... Medicare, Social Security, a bunch of other things we do. So, Dan, like, Dan, you said that if I wanted to spend as much money as I possibly could every day, I'd never spend a billion dollars, even if I started at when Jesus was born. Yes. How are we spending trillions? If you spend a thousand dollars a day from the birth of Christ to now, you do not spend a billion dollars. But how does the country spend some trillions every year? So, it's we spend seven hundred million dollars on um, 
$700 billion on military. That's, That's almost a trillion step there. Step one. <laughs> I mean, the big things are the entitlement programs. Well, I don't like the, the, the uh, like... Assistance. Assistance programs. Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security. Those things are huge expenditures. Mm-hmm. Now, they do great good in the world, but they're huge expenditures. Sure. Also, a fair amount of our money goes to paying debt on our money. I mean, because we have $14 trillion in debt, like, we pay interest. Oh, God. So we pay interest on that debt with in every year, right? Um, mm. So hold on. Federal budget breakdown. I can give you, like, the high levels really quick. Okay. So this, I think, is from 2015, but, it, I mean, it's probably changed because of Trump's spending. But so military's probably up and other things are down, but sure. it's not, like, crazy. So this is discretionary spending, though. Let's look at... Uh, I don't want to do discretionary spending because that doesn't count. So, looks like we spent about two hundred dollar, two hundred bill, two hundred billion dollars on interest on the federal debt. About one point one trillion is discretionary. Two point four five trillion is mandatory. So mandatory is probably your like Medicare, uh, Medicaid, Social Security. Sort of yeah. Social Security. Then out of that one trillion discretionary, a little over half of it is military, and then you have like. Education, government, uh, some other health stuff, veterans benefits, some other stuff like that. Yikes. Yeah, mandatory spending is Social Security is a good portion. Medicare is a good portion of it. And then there's some more veteran benefits and like food and agriculture subsidies and some other stuff like that. Well, I'm for most of those things for sure. So, yeah. Uh, That being said, out of the discretionary, basically it's mostly military, and then a a little more than half is spent on mandatory stuff, which is Social Security and Medicare and all that sort of stuff. That being said, there is, out of $100 billion, plenty of money, if let's say there's discretionary is about a trillion, plenty of money for the U.S. alone to just pony up and pay it. Just pay the whole thing by ourselves. If you wanted to. It'd be about 14% of our military budget. Well, that's fine. Or about two and a half percent of our total budget. Did you read that story I just read a headline of that was saying something like every year there's like a charge for some hundreds of thousands of dollars just in pens from like one particular area of the military? That's probably true. That makes sense. And I'm like, holy shit, how many pens? That's why it's uh, immoral to take pens home from your office. (laughs) Don't do it. That's a crime. Yeah. I (laughs) never do that. Anywho, so yeah, I mean, they easily could pay it as a global community. I mean, we have one of the bigger GDPs or one of the bigger budgets, but I mean, throw in China, throw in Russia, throw in Europe overall, like it would be a pretty small. Like the G8 would not blink at collectively spending a hundred billion dollars. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd have there'd be a lot of squabbling of who's paying it and how you're paying it, where the money's coming from, blah 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 blah. blah. But like the actual amount of money pretty insignificant in the global economy. Yeah. However, we don't negotiate with terrorists. And looking at the three most expensive volcano eruptions that have ever happened, <laughs> there is oh. one. Dan, you went on a deep rabble. I love it when you do this. <laughs> there is one that cost a billion. Which one was that in one? Damages. Oh. Was it that one with a gigantic name from Iceland? I don't think it was that one. It was Nevada del Rus. In Ooh. Colombia in 1985. Wow. Uh, that That's was cause... actually pretty horrific, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, Colombia's not very big Actually, anyway. Mount St. Hel- Helens in the U.S. in the 80s, in 1980, was the next at $860 million. Yikes. And the next one was uh, Calbuco, Chile in 2015. That was $600 million. Now, I don't... To be clear, not to get serious for a minute, I do not want to underestimate the cost of human life. So they sure. should pay it because people would die. 
Yes. yes. However, but from we're a trying pure to figure property out property damage standpoint. Would we? Is it worth the top three are at two point four billion, and that's the top three ever. Now, admittedly, this you'd have to look at. Will this cause some previously extinct to erupt and da da da? But almost for sure, you right? would need a lot of volcanoes to erupt at a pretty severe damn because they're so isolated and, in and places they tend where to be people up, are yeah and they tend to not spew down as far like the bigger thing honestly would be the environment. I was gonna say if a lot of our volcanoes are under the erupted, ocean. Well, not only that, if every volcano erupted, we'd go into an ice age. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's been history where they've looked and said there's actually like examples of famines in Europe from like 1800s. That's when Frankenstein a, got rid a, a big volcano or two erupting. So like environmentally it'd be a disaster and there'd be a ton of human life lost and they should pay it. But from an actual property damage perspective, Myth? I don't know that you'd actually get to hundred billion or if so, you'd be right about probably even Steven. I mean, you'd need a hundred of the worst volcano eruption ever to happen to be duplicated all at once. Well, now, a um, nuke at the center of the Earth. Not to say that that would actually do any of those things. I was about to say, I mean, let's be clear. The science doesn't hold up. If no. You, I'm pretty sure if you blew up a nuke in the core of the Earth, nothing would happen. Right. Or you you would wind up actually not hitting the core and just blow up what's immediately underneath you. Well, I would imagine, I mean, depending on, I'm not a nuclear scientist of any kind, but, like, I would imagine that, like, the missile itself would just, dissolve right. like and before it, it uranium yeah. floating around the core which who cares yeah yeah i, mean, I have a feeling that they're probably this way. we have miles of liquid hot nickel and iron spinning in the center of our planet this is a nuke from the 90s i don't really think we can fuck up the planet that hard yeah there was I mean, something we can fuck up the environment and the life that lives on the planet we're doing it yes but like the actual Currently. like causing every volcano on earth to explode I do not think we, I think it's hubris to think we have that power. Yeah. yeah. Well, it just makes me think about how it great might, watch it. the core is a great movie. <laughs> I was going to say, they use like a bunch of nukes they in that like movie. to six. To but reignite still. the core of the earth. Oh, we should, yeah. Let's do I don't know what that. angle we'd do on that. <laughs> what are nukes worth? Oh, I think they do talk about how much. How much they, that thing costs. That thing that. Write yeah. this down. Yeah, write this I'm down this in my list with right all now. the other ones we were coming up with. Um, but that made, does make me think about how um, there was a science versus episode about like if we could cause a nuclear winter, just like how many nuclear bombs going off would it take? And I have a feeling that is a more realistic thing that could happen. Than oh, yeah, we could scorch probably all the life off the planet Earth with the number of nukes we cause have. that nuclear winter, like and totally. a second ice age. I'm just not like saying we own. can't fuck it up hard. I think going down is the most hubristic way. Like, yeah, I that's think dumb. disrupting the core of our planet. First of all, we cannot get that far down. Right. But second of all, I think disrupting the core of our planet is probably the thing we are least capable of fucking up. Yeah. Which is, you know, sort of makes me feel hope for the world that, like, I don't know, we can mess up the surface of it and we'll all die. But, like, eventually fish well, will then come we back and walk the... out. Yeah, the octopus will become the people who run the world and uh, they will sing in their weird beak mouths about well, our. We run the world. <laughs> octopus. <laughs> <laughs> we just flee below the surface and become Morlocks. Eh, <laughs> uh, I'll skip it. Anywho, so that's that. <laughs> The last angle is what Virtucon is worth. This sounds interesting. They shouldn't bother doing this. I was going to say, don't they already yeah. have that amount of money? I looked, they don't, oh. but I looked at a bunch of uh, utility companies. Not specifically cable, because there's not a ton of them, and they, it would have been hard to do and whatever. But I basically looked at 
four energy companies uh, with revenues roughly in line with what they suggest Virtucom is making. Because sure. And I looked at utilities because it sounds like they have this factory in Cleveland and this factory that makes factories. I was going to say, did you look into any factories that make model I, factories? I did not. <laughs> but if 38 states, they have cable companies, that seems like their biggest business. So yeah. I looked at one that has revenues of $13 billion, $7.5, and 5.6. And I looked at what they have in revenues and then what their market cap is, which I think we've talked about in the past. It's just a fancy way to say, how much is the whole company worth? What mm -hmm. is their stock trading at? How many stock do they have? You just times those two and say, okay, you know, if this company has a thousand shares, a thousand dollars, they're worth, you know, whatever. Sure. Thousand times a thousand. And they were trading around lowest at 15 billion, highest at 20 billion. So I did some math. You're trading at about two and a half, a little over two and a half times your revenues as your market cap. Does that make sense? Okay. All of that to say, if Virtucon makes $9 billion in revenue, its market cap is about $24 billion. Presumably, they still own the majority of this stock because they want the revenue because yeah. it might even still be. It's probably private, frankly. Mm -hmm. But, like, assuming it's private, they want to continue to, like, generate dollars to fund their evil empire. So they're probably not selling the stock. They probably own it means you could just go public for $24 billion and live the rest of your life in a very, 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 very comfortable manner on $24 billion instead of holding the world hostage for $100 billion. And then you could still go do things instead of like being constantly afeard of being assassinated. Yeah, there's lots of people out there who have that amount of money who are like actively trying to do evil to end but, the world. and end yeah. the world that way. And they have a very nice life. Dr. Yeah, Evil's... or be evil the normal billionaire way and just pass very terrible policies that destroy yeah. the environment and the poor. Pretend that you're giving your Don't company... Don't make yourself a target that everyone <laughs> hates. Just pretend to be good. Do the just Bezos. Raise your employees' salaries. I was gonna say... And give some to charity and then secretly on the side do horrible things. Dan, it doesn't even matter when you raise those people's salaries because you got so much money it doesn't even touch you because right. you're only raising them by like so a dollar an hour anyway. and get a bunch of like positive benefits while you secretly to, to like do evil things on the side. This is like a, is it a subtle anti-Jeff Bezos podcast. You, <laughs> is it technically evil to just want to build a space station that you and just all of your rich friends can go live on and create a new human society? I'm pretty sure yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, want to say. I don't think the act is evil, but the motivation is evil. Yeah. And I think the like generally things, neutral things that come out of evil motivations, I would say are probably still inherently somewhat evil. Right. Neutral, neutral evil. Chaotic, Chaotic good. <laughs> yeah. Chaotic good. No, that uh, would be lawful, lawful chaotic. Lawful, lawful evil, lawful actually, evil. Would be. It would be yeah. lawful evil. Yeah. Because you're obeying the law, but you're doing an evil thing. Yeah, well, you're doing bad. Within don't do the it. bounds of the law. Oh, God. I mean, you know, I would say, like, go go for it. Go live on another planet and leave us alone. But th that requires us all to die, so... Yeah, but he's going to take his $240 billion with him. <laughs> like, I'll be okay with it because, like, th that's not Spend how this is going to work. They're going to send grunts first. There is no planet that we can get to that is, like, enjoyable to live on. Oh, he no. doesn't want to live on a planet. He wants to live on, like, a... In a homemade... Rotating, rotating space, space station. station. Yeah, yeah. One I of I those, realize, but... what you call them, spheres. Dyson Sphere? Dyson. Dyson Sphere. He does not no. want to live in a Dyson Sphere. You don't sphere. want to live in a Dyson Sphere. You do. That is beyond our technical capabilities yeah, we can't do it. in a major way. <laughs> you encompass, you like encase the entire sun. Right. Right. We don't actually have enough resources, period, on to the like planet even. to do that. Yeah, to build one, much right. less to like put ground on it and grow things. 
Or there are literally like levels of civilizations like ranked um, right. by astrophysicists or whatever. We're like, this is what technology, and that one is like, like a five out of five or six out of five. And we're like, at like a two that, or three. Oh, I think yeah, if something like that. Yeah. Well, we're a long way off from that. Humans, <laughs> we could do so much good stuff if we didn't just care need, about money that we made up ourselves. You pretty much need faster than light travel to make that happen, which or. To be able to think over eons, which we are not good at. So no, we'll we see can't. If we ever have that capability. <laughs> we don't do really well at doing things, things where we're not going to see the results of what we do. I mean, you'd have to bring things in from outside of our solar system, and like, even if you could tow something at the speed of light, which we can't, it would take, you know, decades to get things here, and you'd have to tow like planets worth of things. Honestly, I'm pretty happy with the idea that like if we set things in motion in the right way, like I think about it right now, like my life is pretty fine, but I worry about like my grandkids' life. And if we could set things in motion right now to make sure that my grandkids were still having at least the kind of life that I'm having right now, then I'd be okay with that. We're not. Yeah, I know. They will when they build their Jetson uh, homes that keep them up above the floodwaters. I hope so. Yeah, Yeah, that is a fun side theory of the Jetsons that like they just destroyed the planet so everyone lives above it, which is like if you watch it. Probably true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they you see them raise their home above the smog, right? That like, and like sometimes you go into like their factories and they have like that weird underspecies. What? Am I miss? There's no a thing. Right? I just don't. Watch Are you thinking about the, the episodes they go back in time and they hang out with the Flintstones? Because they're not an underspecies; <laughs> they're just Neanderthals. <laughs> we don't have to do also, this. Also, why now. would oh, people work in their factories? They like they got robots. Yeah. Well, we got robots now, and our. I mean, to be fair, George Jetson only goes to work to appease people like Mr. Sprocket, who think who think that have issues with a basic income. Like, would you really hope that if we ever do lift our houses above the smog, that we can get back, uh, get beyond the whole basic income means you're you think you're entitled to money, which like you kind of are. I feel like everybody is entitled to at least enough money to like live and uh, not die of things that are entirely and completely preventable like starving or not having clean water. I don't know. That sounds like a radical thing to say, but it's 2018. And I think people should be able to live their lives. What are you finding out about the Morlocks, Dan? (laughs) (laughs) There's like the Grungies. That sounds gross. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Thank you for taking this journey with us. This is pretty fun. In the meantime, you get to hear my opinions on basic income. (laughs) There's like these, yeah, cute little bear things, right? Mm. They're like oh, living what? underground, like because they find out like that's what's making the factory not work. Are they like the? Oh, they're like gremlins. Oh, and they're just making the factory not work. They're or not. Maybe they're like working. working it or something. There's like something like they, they all went on down strike to the factory because something needs something. We have to do a, like an episode these. about this because I want to talk about like unions. Actually, I actually think it'd be really interesting to talk about unions. We could do that. Okay, cool. Try so they yeah they're like going down to try to fix a problem in the factory, and it turns out it's drilling inside these like oh okay so here's what's happening I think I got it now okay they got a factory on an asteroid they're drilling into the asteroid unknowingly destroying these little cute little things homes so they're sabotaging the factory and he is like doesn't know that so he goes to fix the factory and like gets kidnapped by them and finds out that like. They shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Did you watch a lot of Jetsons when you were a kid? Not a lot, but like a decent amount. That's from the movie too. I was about oh. to say, this so. is specifically from the movie. So okay. I, like, I remember that. Like, I don't know if that's canon 
in I mean, all other parts of the Jetson verse. But if it made it into the official movie, I say I'm I pretty guess. sure that I mean it's canon there, but I like I don't know if they ever cover that in the show. Oh, sure. Like I think this is just a one-off storyline of like there's a factory broken, go fix it. Here's what happened. Don't the movies come like way after they were making actual cartoons? Yes, yes. This is from the '90s. Oh, yeah. Anywho, this episode is not about the Jetsons, but we'll talk about unions at some point. Yes, deal. <laughs> That's all I have. Oh man, I think so I've much thoroughly think about. explored. Uh, Austin Powers. This, I was gonna say this episode was about Austin Powers and not the Jetsons, <laughs> right? And, for a while, yeah. <laughs> for a while, uh, that was so interesting all the way around. I feel like I hope you listeners agree with me because I had a great time talking about uh, how we would fund international terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> and by fund, I mean stop people from doing international terrorism by giving them money. Because terrorism is wrong and bad. terrorism is wrong and bad. Don't do a terrorism. I feel pretty confident saying yeah, that. Yeah, that's don't give <laughs> yeah. real advice, but I'm very comfortable just saying don't do a terrorism. Yeah. Just kind of period. I mean, like don't do a crime, but especially not a terrorism. That's the worst of the crimes. Stop well, that's it. That's not true, but it's a bad one. I don't know. It's pretty up there. Yeah. Uh, Damon, do you have anything to add? No. Okay, cool. Thanks for listening to Make Believe Money. I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been Dan. Uh, as always, please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Thanks for Charlie Miller's beautiful music that she provides to this show and other shows in the accidental podcast network that we've started. Um, rate us. Wait, I already said that. Email us at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com. Find us on your social media of choice. Please uh, shoot us a line and let us know if there's any like topics you'd want to hear about. Yeah. We're always in the market for new things to discuss. Yeah, makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. I don't know if you ever said it. Sorry. I did, but that's oh. fine. Uh, it bears repeating. Makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com. Damon, do you want to say it? Makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, do you want to say that? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and catch us next time on Make Believe Money. Okay, bye! <laughs> Make Believe Money Podcast at gmail.com.